This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Great to have you with us for the Monday edition of the Noon Business Hour. I'm Cisco Cotto. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. The busy week ahead includes job openings, retail sales, and the start of corporate earnings season. Joining us with a preview, Tom Hudson, the week ahead columnist at McClatchy Tribune News Services based in Miami. Tom, let's begin with earnings season and what we expect, and uh, especially want to focus on inflation and the impact of inflation on earnings because that's been a worry for a while now. Indeed it has. And to some degree, boy, after uh, Delta, the debt ceiling, infrastructure spending, uh, uh, Chinese commercial property, isn't it refreshing to get back to the fundamentals of corporate uh, financial performance here and for the market focus to finally fall back on, on this, which is a comfortable place to be in for most investors. But yes, the role of inflation on uh, not only corporate bottom lines, but the outlook that companies have of their input costs. That's the inflation part that uh, these companies are going to have to talk about into the fourth quarter, but really into 2022, we'll get a really key understanding of how how temporary this inflation may be, how transitory in the word from the Federal Reserve this inflation may be or not, as the case continues to somehow be built, that these inflation pressures really are going to be longer lasting than I think many people expected just a few months ago. And so for an investor who's looking at these earnings, and especially the forward guidance, what are they really looking for as they consider whether to move their money around or maybe hold firm and stand pat on some of these stocks? Yeah, I think some of it is going to be pricing power, right? How unique are the products and services that the company is offering the market and the kind of ability that uh, that a company or a provider has in order to push the inflation through into the end user. In some cases, that may be the consumer, but it may be others, uh, as well as the ability for that end user to absorb those higher prices. And also on the cost structure side, where are companies focusing on cost structure and the ability to maybe tighten their belts some degree so that it can absorb themselves some of the higher input costs they're experiencing without passing all of it along down the market and maybe take advantage of some of the pricing volatility that uh, that inflation is introducing. Tomorrow we'll get a report on job openings. What are we expecting there? Jolts, right? Job openings. Boy, record high in the month of July. This is a really laggard indicator, but an important one at the same time, especially given, boy, I I mean, I don't know how you could describe Friday's jobs report as anything but really disappointing. I mean, 194,000 jobs, that's a 
decent number, I suppose, but not in this pandemic economy when we were seeing more than a million jobs created just a few months ago. Uh, more than 10, 11 million job openings in the month of July. Uh, we'll see how companies were responding to uh, Delta as it continued to circulate in the economy in August. But it's all part of the demand structure and supply and the imbalance that the job market continues to experience. A large demand from companies, from employers, but on the supply side, the labor force just has not returned at the speed and uh, volume as, as I suppose, expected in kind of a normal uh, economic rebound. But this is anything far from normal, right, Cisco? Yeah, sure is. Yeah, right, like nothing we've ever experienced. Always good analysis from Tom Hudson, the Week Ahead columnist at McClatchy Tribune News Services. You might think investing your emergency fund will help it grow faster, but there are some important reasons why that is not the best idea. Joining us with key advice, Ed Jertsen, certified financial planner, founder of Engage Wealth Group here in Chicago. Ed is also past national president of the Financial Planning Association. You can find him online at engagewealthgroup.com. Uh, Ed, I know exactly what people are thinking here. You know, you, you get this amount of money built up. Maybe it's a month, two months, three months of your expenses. And you don't want to put it in a savings account where it's just getting like, you know, 0.001% interest or something like that. Yeah, that's the hard part today, Cisco, is that there's so much noise and news around crypto gains and stock market gains that you fear it's the whole FOMO. You don't know your fear of missing out on the gains. And while intellectually it makes sense to be like, hey, let's put this money to work in the market because, of course, the market just goes up with an emergency fund. That is the, the, the absolute worst thing that you can possibly do. And so what should they do as opposed to trying to put that money to work? What should they do? Well, let's let's look at it from this perspective. You are putting your money to work. And so, like you had mentioned, interest rates are very low, especially at large money center banks, where you might be earning 0.04 tenths of a percent or five tenths of a percent on that money that just by looking at another institution or an online bank, and there's a number of FDIC-insured banks that are out there, you can increase that interest rate by at least 900%. I mean, moving from five tenths to a percent to a half of a percent, while it doesn't seem like a lot is a good move in the right direction. What is the uh, maybe the, the psychological move that has to be made? Because you see that money sitting there and, and you're automatically thinking about what you could do with it. Uh, what, what do you have to tell yourself about this money and its purpose that is different than money that you do invest? It's basically in case of emergency break glass. I mean, that, that's money that you absolutely have to have. Credit cards in your retirement plan are not a good source of emergency funds. So again, psychologically, you have to tell yourself, this is where this money is. It's safe if I need it. I can, you know, wh where do I go if I need to get money tomorrow? Again, not having to worry about taxation on selling assets or any kind of redemption penalties or anything like that. So ultimately, again, having that money safe, secure, and accessible is really what makes it important. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's one of the things I, I guess that we do have to really reinforce because uh, you have it in that account. Let's say hypothetically you get $5,000 something happens three months six months nine months down the line at the very least you know you're going to have that five thousand dollars still there it's not going to go down in value 
And that's the key, right? It's not going to go from 5000 down to 4000 because when you talk about an emergency fund, psychologically, what would hurt more financially? It's not the fact that you would give up a gain of, let's say, 10%. It's having 10 or 20% less of available emergency funds when you need it. Leaky roof, unexpected medical bills, having that money safe and secure and available is key to making sure that, again, when unexpected things happen, you're ready to deal with it. Is there a way to make your emergency fund inflation-proof? Because, especially in this inflationary environment, $5,000 today is not necessarily $5,000 six months from now. Excellent point. And this is why making continued contributions to your emergency fund is good. Like you said, why $5,000 today might be good. Next year or the year after, it might need to be $6,000. So always continue to contribute to an emergency fund because directly, yes, you don't want to have too much cash laying around, but you want to make sure you have an ample amount there that, again, whether it's due to inflation or just, um, again, greater unexpected uh, expenses, you make sure that the money's there. So additional way of getting ahead of inflation is obviously not through interest rates and returns, but by adding more money to that emergency fund. Thanks so much for the advice. That's Ed Jertson, certified financial planner, founder of Engage Wealth Group. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. That price of oil just keeps rising. Natural gas is heading higher as well. Joining us with the latest, Tom Closa, longtime energy analyst at Oil Price Information Service in Wall, New Jersey. Tom, help us understand what's behind the rise in both oil and natural gas. Well, a couple of things. Number one, terrific discipline by OPEC Plus, which is the OPEC cartel plus the Russians and Kazakhstan. And uh, reluctance to drill yet from U.S. companies in the crude oil area. But the thing that's really changed in the last few weeks is, you know, people are realizing days are getting shorter. And a lot of molecules in the hydrocarbon area, whether it be natural gas or maybe in some cases oil, may have to be used to generate power. So... Believe it or not, and it, I know it's hard to believe this because you're probably paying about three seventy-five for gasoline in Chicago, we are really the privileged continent. <laughs> the molecules uh, for either natural gas, oil, or gasoline on other continents right now are really, really out of sight. The equivalent of $350 a barrel oil for natural gas in Europe at the moment. Yeah, and so going forward, would we end up kind of in that same boat where our prices will just keep going higher like those other continents? Well, I think they're going to go higher, and they're going to go higher on the expectation that we could have a colder than normal winter. But I think most of us would probably say, mm, what have we had? Colder than normal winters this century, maybe 20% or 25% of the time. So it's that expectation that's driving it down. There's a lot of money from financial flows flowing into crude oil, and that is lifting the price of gasoline or lifting the price of natural gas with the money flows that are coming into that. So uh, highest prices in seven years, but a real difference from uh, 2014 when we were on the way down and now we're on the way up, at least for the next few months. Yeah, at least for the time being. Thanks for the insight, Tom Closa, longtime energy analyst at Oil Price Information Service. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Let's see what's moving these markets lower. Vahan Janjigian is here, Chief Investment Officer at Greenwich Wealth Management, author of the book, Even Buffett Isn't Perfect. Uh, Vahan, we've been positive throughout the day. Now we're sinking lower. I I mean, I guess just barely. What do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? 
Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it's not a big move down. Uh, we did open up. Uh, things look pretty good, but now the market's moving a little lower. Um, I think it's just um, people uh, reacting to, you know, recent news. We've had uh, a lot of political risk in the markets. We've seen that, you know, not only are Democrats and Republicans bickering over uh, how much social spending to have, but uh, the Democrats are bickering among themselves. Um, I, I guess the good news is that um, we came close to hitting the debt ceiling, but that's been pushed off. And I think that caused a bit of a rally um, last week. But now uh, reality may be sinking in because uh, in December we're going to have to worry about the debt ceiling again. Barring, as we head into earnings season here, I mean, barring something significant, uh, do you think any movements based on earnings or projections are already kind of baked into the market? Is that, that usually how this goes ahead of earnings season? Well, you know, a lot of times uh, companies play that earnings game where they put out um, guidance that they, they are comfortable that they could beat. So most of the time we do see companies beating the earnings estimates. So um, it wouldn't be surprised, uh, surprising to me if most companies beat those earnings estimates. But I, but I am worried about, you know, one thing. Um, you know, for example, everybody talks about how September is typically the worst month of the year for stocks. So since 1950, September is the only month that's had an average return that's negative. But they often forget that even though the average return for October is pretty good, um, October also has some of the biggest declines in, in history. So since 1950, if you look at the 20 largest uh, daily declines in percentage terms, eight of them have happened in October. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a, uh, a big sell-off one of these days. Yeah, certainly, yeah, certainly not out of the picture. That's it's interesting. Yeah, let's talk energy stocks. Given the fact that you have oil rising here, I mean, it's basically right about $81. What, what does that mean for energy stocks? Well, generally, it's a positive thing. Um, rising oil prices are usually very good for energy stocks, even though they're um, not really good for the rest of the economy, uh, because, of course, higher gasoline prices, of course, uh, work as a tax on consumers. Uh, but energy stocks have done extremely well as oil prices have gone up. Um, today, you know, we did see a rally in energy stocks uh, earlier. Now that uh, rally seems to have uh, gone away. But, um, you know, year to date, uh, energy is the best uh, performing sector. It's up about 55 percent. Um, and uh, I think that rally could uh, could continue for a while because energy stocks are still, you know, not that overpriced compared to many of the other sectors. Yeah, which is interesting. It seems like they've been a pretty good value for a while, and uh, yet a lot that means a lot of investors are staying away from them. Yeah, you know, there are a couple of reasons for that. But um, so first of all, energy stocks have done. Uh, you know, uh, particularly poorly in recent years, they've uh, they've done so poorly that they've become actually a very small component of the S and P 500 on a cap weighted basis, and so a lot of investors have been um, avoiding energy. And even if they were index investors, their their exposure to energy was was very low. And the other reason, of course, is that energy is uh, not uh, typically considered green. And now we have uh, this situation where everybody wants to uh, focus on green energy. And the um, you know traditional energy companies are uh, no longer considered uh, good things to invest in if you're concerned about uh, climate change. So a lot of investors have avoided them for that reason as well. And that may continue, too. Thank you. That's Vahan Janjigian, Chief Investment Officer at Greenwich Wealth Management. He's author of the book, Even Buffett Isn't Perfect.
Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Bear markets have a tendency to sneak up on investors. Joining us to discuss why most don't see the start of the downfall until it's too late is Mark Hulbert, investment columnist for the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, and MarketWatch.com. Uh, Mark, a lot of the experts see the bear market coming, but why do many investors miss it? Well, <laughs> And there's actually an abundance of reasons. I mean, the thing I'm focusing on the last couple of weeks in my columns on Market Watch is that a, a feature of how difficult it is that I think few people focus on, and that is that bear markets, I think, be better characterized as a process that happens gradually over a several-month period of time rather than thinking of it as a one-day event. And I think it's precisely because we probably are misguided in thinking that it's a one-day event that we hang on too long. So we think that there's uh, you should be 100% invested in the market up until a precise day at the top and then go to cash. And even if we had the predictive abilities to predict when that one day it is, which, of course, I don't think we do, but even if we did, we'd probably still not do so well because different sectors, different stocks, different industries top out over a surprisingly long period of time, not on that same day. Well, and it seems like some people, you, know, you got a bad day, okay, there might be a bad week, and yet they'll still say, oh, well, that was a bad week, now, now's the time to stay in, you know, I mean, because the, the, the market up, upturn is coming. Well, that's right. And you, you, you're, you're quite right to focus on then the sentiment aspect. It turns out that um, there are times in the market cycle when investors will see a decline as a reason to get out. And there are other times when they'll look at a decline and see it as an opportunity to buy more. And that tells you a lot about the underlying mood of the market, depending on which is the reaction. Right now, you're quite right. People tend to look at declines as a buying opportunity. And that is yet another reason why most of us probably miss the top, because when the top does happen and the market starts to decline, rather than see it as the beginning of a bear market, the mood of the, the exuberance of the latter part of a bull market is going to lead us to con conclude just the contrary, that it's a time to put more money back in the market. So how should investors, especially the average investor, you know, the, the people who are kind of doing this on the side, still trying to be wise, but doing it on the side, how, how should they look at things so that they don't end up putting too much in just ahead of that bear market or even when it's already started? Well, I think we should just shift our focus to focus on our individual position. So we shouldn't even be focusing on the overall market because that focus on that broad market tends to lead us in that direction, which I think is mistaken, which is that we try to think of the exact day to get out. If we look at our positions, individual stocks or ETFs or uh, some mutual funds, if we look at them individually, we'll realize that relative to whatever valuation model that we might be using, each one of them might hit your profit target on a different day. So I think what people should do, sit down, look at what would they think is a fair price to get rid of their positions. And when those stocks hit those positions, those targets, go ahead and get rid of them then rather than wait for some overall assessment of the market. Yeah, and instead of, that sounds like getting emotion out of it, right? Because emotion so often takes control of how you invest. Well, exactly right. So, the, you know, it, it's interesting. It's a, what I'm talking about is not only a feature of how markets hit the top, but also our, how our emotions are our worst enemy. So if we just simply look at individual positions as independent of each other, then we're likely to be focusing on a less emotional way. 
Thanks so much. Always good analysis from Mark Holbert, investment columnist for Wall Street Journal, Barron's and MarketWatch.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Stock Picker Monday on the Noon Business Hour. Joining us with a pair of investment ideas, David Brady, president of Brady Investment Council in Normal. David, always good to have you on the show. What's your first pick? Uh, the first pick is Accelerated Diagnostics. Uh, this is a medical equipment company. Uh, they make diagnostic equipment that reduces antibiotic resistance. Uh, it's a company that we've talked about in the past. Uh, the shares have struggled mightily over the last year or so, but uh, uh, Accelerate still possesses all the characteristics that we look for in a small cap company, and so we're, we're sticking with it and thinking this is an attractive entry point for someone who understands the risks of small cap investing, but uh, uh, is looking for something with uh, uh, high long-term potential, let's say. And is that, in general, when you're picking stocks, are you thinking long-term? A lot of investors try to make that quick buck, and yet long-term seems to be where you build wealth. You know, I, I, I agree there. You know, in, in this market in particular, you know, with the PE ratios as high as they are and with the potential for interest rates backing up, we think it's super important for investors to be looking for companies that can grow sales and increase earnings uh, significantly over the long term. So you'd have to have, you know, the sales growth and earnings growth without doing any potential increase in interest rates that might cause stocks to go down. So something like Accelerate, if, you know, things go well over the next two years, they could double their sales. So... Uh, we like uh, those high potential companies. And we don't bet the farm on them or anything like that. But for our clients over the long term, uh, they've added a lot of value. Names like Accelerate. Okay, the first one, Accelerate Diagnostics. What's your second pick? Uh, the second pick is the Container Store Group. This is a, a household products company. It's a less well known. Uh, in terms of retailers, um, not well followed on Wall Street, not particularly well known on Main Street, but uh, a name that we've talked about in the past. Uh, they were a big beneficiary of COVID, uh, and that helped in the short term. Longer term, we think uh, millennials will continue to grow up and 
warm households and, you know, organizational products are a very important part of a well-run home. So uh, we like this one for the long term. Good management, solid finances, very profitable, only selling at eight times earnings. Again, you know, we look for companies that have limited downside in this kind of a market. And so uh, the container store group uh, fits that bill. And again, long term, where do you see the container store going? It's about 10 bucks now. Long term, yeah, we're dreaming pretty big on container store. I'd say over the intermediate term, we're looking at 15, but you know, maybe six or seven years ago, the stock was trading as high as 45. So uh, if they can continue to grow sales and significantly increase their earnings, you know, we have high hopes for the container store group. Thanks so much. Two picks from David Brady, president of Brady Investment Council, Accelerate Diagnostics, ticker symbol AXDX, and the Container Store Group, ticker symbol TCS. That's Stock Picker Monday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.